Hey guys, welcome to Admit 3, where we discuss all things movies, media, and television. I'm Kurt. I'm Laura. And I'm Rob. Thanks for tuning in. This is shit. Okay. Alright. We're live whenever you want to do your spiel. Live. Well, you guys have to start it. I guess so. Rob, you want to go? You want me to go? Sure. Welcome back to The Last of Us Review. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking jokester. Okay. (laughs) Um... Off to a great start here. I almost said shit or get off the pod, which is weird because yeah. we haven't done that in like, what, half a year? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, welcome back to Admit 3. Today we are going over Poker Face. We're doing something a little different for this one, and let's introduce our guest star, Sherry, my sister, Kurt's wife. My wife. Also Laura's sister, but she is uh, not here because <laughs> she did not watch Poker Face. Probably never going to finish it. <laughs> Which is a mistake, because it is a fantastic show. If you're listening, Laura, watch Poker Face. And we're going to do basically a whole season recap. We're going to go down the list of our favorite episodes. Should we start from least favorite to favorite? Yeah. Yeah, least favorite to favorite. It's probably more climactic yeah. that way, right? But first, let's do a little synopsis. Yeah? Right, yeah. Okay. We've got episode one, Dead Man's Hand. When a close friend of hers make, meets an untimely end, Charlie Kale, a casino cocktail waitress with an uncanny knack for identifying lies, is determined to unravel these mysterious events, even if it endangers her own life. Episode 2, The Night Shift. Wounded and on the run, Charlie is forced to make a pit stop in desolate New Mexico, where she tries to clear the name of a trucker framed for the murder of a local. Episode 3, The Stall. Charlie takes a job at a family-run Texas BBQ joint and must use her perception skills to figure out the truth behind a shocking death. Episode 4, Rest in Metal. Charlie goes on tour with has-been metal band Doxology, a motley crew of dejected rockers who've spent decades trying to write a new hit. Brutal. Charlie suspects foul play when one musician ends up dead. Episode 5, Time of the Monkey. While working at a retirement home, Charlie makes friends with two rebellious old ladies who may have taken matters into their own hands. Episode 6, Exit Stage Death. Charlie's waitress job at a dinner theater is interrupted by a tragic death on stage during a performance by two washed-up television stars. When she starts to investigate, deadly motivations come to light. Episode 7, The Future of the Sport. While working at a go-kart complex, Charlie becomes involved in a bitter feud between an aging race car driver and a hothead young upstart whose rivalry has explosive consequences. Episode 8, The Orpheus Syndrome, a special effects artist unearths a past project to find closure from the guilt of a fatal onset accident. But when old demons resurface, Charlie is left to unravel a new deadly plot. Episode 9, Escape from Shit Mountain. Charlie finds herself stranded in a motel during a blizzard where she must decipher the deadly tension between her questionable companions to survive the night. And last, episode 10, The Hook. Charlie faces her greatest challenge yet when she is caught in the crossfire of a deadly power play that puts her in the sights of two ruthless crime syndicates and the FBI. Wow. There you have it. The entire season. (laughs) Uh... You did a lot of heavy lifting there, so, and you're our guest, of course, so maybe you should start uh, <laughs> with your, yeah, you deserve to go first. You yeah. did a lot of work, so why don't you continue <laughs> doing more work? Well, this is the fun part. This is the fun part. Um, okay, so we're going in order from our least favorite least to our favorite most favorite. favorite. Yes, so this okay. is your number 10. My least favorite is episode 6, Exit Stage Death. I knew that was going to be your least favorite. Um, but yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I thought you were gonna like go. No, to I want I want us all to see what they are, and then we'll say why. Okay, I'm curious. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Uh, for me, it's episode seven, the future of the sport. Okay. Wow, least favorite, least favorite. What about you, Rob? Um, my least favorite, number ten is Escape from Shit Mountain. Despite having what Whoa, I think... I'm, despite what I'm, I'm having, having the best name in 
like in terms of episodes. I think it's the best name for an episode, but I think it was the worst. Easily. Okay. Well, uh, I knew she was going is... I know Sherry's least Why? favorite was going to be Exit Stage Death, though. I like. I would have put money on that. Why is your <clears throat> least favorite Escape from Ship Mountain? Do you think? Okay. So, one big reason is that the whole like intro to the episode, she like finds this like fucking hipster dude in the forest and they like have like this like relationship and then there's like a cutscene, and she's just like walking down the road trying to like get people to give her money for her washing windshields or something and they never explain what happened in that relationship they never go back to it they never build upon it at all um i mean it they just didn't elaborate that whole situation i do understand that I thought that, that was, was the point. Well, Interesting. It, it is the point, but I also didn't like that very much about the episode. That was my least favorite element of the episode. Uh, that is interesting to me, because it's my, spoiler alert, favorite episode of the series. I'm going to go back to why I loved it, obviously, later, but I thought that was the point, that like she got caught up in this relationship with this guy, like all this and stuff, and then blew stuck. all her money and you know whatever she had there, and so she had to kind yeah. of... Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. It just didn't work for me. I just feel like it was very... I could have done without that part at all, for sure. Exa- yeah, that's how I Yeah, it didn't need to be it. there, yeah. but I thought that was such a small part of the episode that that's not a complaint for me. And another complaint for me is, I don't know how you feel about her like friend. I, wouldn't, I don't know if you even call it a friend, the one who's like... A I would not call her a friend. <laughs> Morty She's, like, the closest thing to, like, a likable character in that episode other than Charlie. Like, everybody sucks. Sucks, yeah. And, like, there's no likable character, isn't it, really? I mean, I guess... Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friend in the episode... I still wouldn't consider him a likable character. But he's not, like, a total piece of shit. He was being lied to and... He has redeeming redeeming qualities, but he's still not a likable character. I agree. I agree. I agree. With both of you. Okay. I mean, I don't think there is an episode in this season that's, like, so bad that it's, like, unwatchable no. like you would want to go back to it. They're all good, yeah. so it's tough to make a it list like this. Tough. I was going to say the same thing. I don't think any of these are bad episodes. It's just that some are much better than others, I would say. And I am blown away that you put that at number one. I, I never would have guessed that. I'm Love also it. very disappointed that I know what your number one is at the very top of the episode, but <laughs> I guess I'll survive. I hope so. Uh, why is your number ten... What was your number 10? <laughs> <laughs> Exit stage death. Exit stage death. Why do you have it uh, at number 10? I did not think the plot was compelling at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not care about Charlie being a waitress or whatever she was. I didn't... It was not like... It wasn't fun, like, how she pops up in other places and you're like, how did this happen? It wasn't fun for me. Um, hated the plot. Could not care less about these people, like, you know, being in love and wanting to, like, kill his wife in order to get her money or whatever what they succeeded doing right but like speaking of like no one likable i didn't i didn't root for anyone i didn't feel sorry for anyone to me it was a complete like eh, like i don't care about anyone here so whatever but like you said it's like all episodes are good like it's just not a bad episode it's just in if i have to choose it is at the end of the list it's like if you like every flavor of skittle but you have to put them in order. You know what I mean? It's hard. Mm. Um, for me, the future of the sport was not my initial last place. I ended up flipping it with uh, the next spot. Uh, but it stars Tim Blake Nelson, who I love. Um, but he doesn't have a lot to do in the episode. I would say maybe he's maybe one of the biggest guest stars that the show has. And it doesn't. <laughs> they okay. don't. That's he's a, not in it very that's much. That's an opinion. <laughs> for for me, okay. on a personal level, one of the biggest guest stars that the show has. Uh, but they don't really do anything with them. Uh, Charles Melton in the episode, the guy who plays the young driver. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a decent villain, especially like later in the episode when he starts coming after Charlie. Uh, but I don't. I didn't love. Uh, the conclusion to that episode didn't love that he didn't really, you know, get his comeuppance at all. Um, and there's that one scene that really bothered me where she hears that he's lying. Like she overhears him talking yeah. to somebody else. It felt lazy. very cheap and lazy. 
Yeah. And in a show that is so uh, smart and clever yeah, so often, it, wasn't, it felt yeah. just... It was out of place. It, felt it, was, below it was literally speed. only added so that she could catch him in a lie. Yeah. Like, there, there wasn't any, like, necessity for it. It was just very lazy. Yeah. Um, should we get in number nine? Let's go. Uh, my number nine is episode six, Exit Stage Death. Okay, well, my number nine is the future of the sports. <laughs> uh, I just deleted my list, actually. <laughs> <laughs> undo, undo. Do you need to... Just let me look at the, the titles tables. again. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> You're only the youngest one here. You're not supposed to be fucking up technology. Yeah. I had the I had it on my lap, so I don't know how I managed to do that, but <laughs> it happens to the best of us, I guess. You are the best of us. That was tender. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, no comment. <laughs> Can't believe I deleted that. Anyways, um Yeah, you fucked up. I'm pretty sure that I put my number nine as exit stage death is that what it's called the one yeah. we just talked about yeah and pretty much for the same reasons it just felt kind of um i'm gonna leave that with you because it has the descriptions if you need to look for the rest yeah like the whole thing about them using the dry ice like in the key latch or whatever so like it would melt and then you could fall through i mean i guess that was kind of cool but other than that there's like no real like big mystery to it it's kind of just like very, I don't know, boring. Yeah, the I I thought it was a fine episode. It was definitely the first time that something felt like a filler episode on the series yeah, to me. Filler for sure. But um, the reason I didn't put it in last place is because there's this really funny thing that keeps happening when you know, the the show is live. And Charlie keeps popping up in random places <laughs> trying to like solve the mystery yeah, yeah, and like tell fun. people to watch out. And that was so funny to me. Natasha Leon is so funny in those scenes. Mm -hmm. And so I ultimately moved it up a spot on my list for that. Okay. Why is your number nine the future of the sport? And for all the reasons we talked about before, it's mm -hmm. bottom, you know, bottom. <laughs> it's bottom. <laughs> it's mid. As the kids would say. <laughs> what was your guys' number eight? Uh, my number eight... I know I already know this is controversial for you guys. Uh, episode 5, Time of the Monkey. Interesting, okay. It's pretty low, I'd say. Pretty low. Let's put that there. I think so, too. Well, I don't think it deserves the number one spot, but... Agreed. What are your number eights? Um, my number eight, and I know you're going to find this controversial, is Rest in Metal. Ooh, that's pretty low. It is low, and like I said, it's really hard because they're all good. So I had to be like, what resonated the most with me when I was watching? And yeah, it wasn't staple. I did. So I did make a note merch that girl. it's impossible <laughs> to not get merch girl stuck in your head. Impossible. It's been stuck in my head since we watched the episode mm -hmm. nonstop. And the other one, the other sucker one, sucker punch. Sucker punch. But the part where it's like fiery sweet. <laughs> Whatever. Syrupy sweet. Syrupy, whatever. It's a fire Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cannot stop singing it. It's so good. It doesn't make sense that it's a fake song because it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that the uh, villains, like the band members, I thought that that would be a legit reason to kill. Like, literally, like, I feel like a desperate band would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Been in one of those bands before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my number eight was The Night Shift. Okay. Which, um, again, not a bad episode. It just felt like compared to some of the stronger episodes that we've seen in this season, I think it was more towards the bottom. I think the the guy who played the antagonist in the episode did a really good job of portraying, like... So good. His like name is sad, Colton lonely, Ryan. Lonely I, I did make a note of that, too. Colton Ryan? Colton Ryan. But, um... I don't know, maybe it's the setting of the episode. It's just kind of like three businesses across from each other. And Which is all like, of New Mexico in general. So maybe, sure. yeah. But it just it was kind of very like bland. Um, you know, we don't actually get to like see anything really happen to the guy. We just see like the police guards pulling up and then he's like sitting on the roof. And But that's kind of how it started too. So it was really like... Yeah, it just... 
I don't know. It's like the same thing with um, Kurt about uh, that episode, the future of the sport, mm-hmm. where like you didn't get to see him like actually, you know, get dogged at the end. <laughs> but but that what that's what they were doing. Yeah. To get him. And that's why he's like. As far as the trembling. other thing, I do think that the most important thing in in that episode, the future of the sport, the most important thing to him was being able to do that. And at the end, she took his ability to do that without any, you know, anxiety or whatever. She took the most important thing from him. Because I don't know if jail would have been even the worst thing that happened to that guy. And and he wouldn't have been in there long anyway because he didn't actually, you know, kill anybody, right? Well, he tried to. (laughs) No, for sure. But, I mean, I think... I think she took away the most important thing to him. So, and in this one, we do see that like the cops are coming. He is going to get arrested. Yeah, I I feel the same way about um that other episode, the future of the sport. That's the same reaction I had at the ending. I wasn't like disappointed with it. I thought it was kind of like fitting for him yeah, in a me way. Yeah, But um, I don't know. The night shift again, not a bad episode. Just compared to some of the showrunners here. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, towards more towards the bottom of the list, in my opinion. I agree, because it's my number seven. Ooh. <laughs> um, time of the Monkey, for me, I have really nothing to say about it. I, I just didn't... I thought it was fun, but it didn't resonate with me at all. Uh, I, so it was like a fun, nothing sort of episode for me. Uh, which is why I have it lower on the list than you guys do. I know you both really liked it. At the time of watching it, you both had said that it was, you know, maybe your favorite episode. Uh, but it, I didn't connect with it as much. Though I will say the bomb and the air fryer was one of my favorite uh, comic moments of the show. I thought that was very funny. Um, and Judith Light, iconic. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, so your number seven was Night, Night Shift. Shift. Yep. Um, and I know that we talked about it a little bit, but I just, I do think after watching everything, he is one of the best villains of the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of how you had the ability to kind of feel sorry for him at the beginning until you mm-hmm. realized he was just a sad sack. It wasn't even like, like... <sighs> he felt sorry for himself and that's like not as cute <laughs> you know it's one thing to feel sorry for someone it's another thing when someone's like mm, my life sucks and it's like okay do something about it and he thought that murder was the way to go yeah, well, but he played it. that part so well that like so much of his acting was just all in his eyes yeah like all in the eyes it was so 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 good um my thing is uh he, he, these things were not beyond his control. He could have done something about it. But even when he killed this guy and took all that money, he still stayed there. He kept talking about what he was going to do, but he wasn't doing anything still. He was still, he was keeping himself in that same exact position because he's a loser. And I thought that was a really nice touch to the episode that he had these big dreams. He had these big dreams. It was only 20,000 bucks. He had these big dreams that he talked about wanting to do, talked about wanting to get away. But even when he won the money, he just wanted to stick around and like so pretend did, to did be he have something. big dreams or did he just want to feel like he was better? Than I think he people. wanted to feel like he had a dream. He wanted to, um, what I'm saying is he wanted, he wanted to feel better than what he was. And maybe he thought he was better than what he was. But his actions never showed that. I wonder if he didn't leave right away because he didn't want to look suspicious. Like, I mean, it's there's like ten people in that town, so like, this guy gets murdered and then this guy runs away <laughs> and like, you know, has a winning lottery ticket and might look suspicious. Could be, but I don't know. I think that actor's portrayal of the character was spot on. It's it was great acting, almost too good. It has me concerned for the actor a little <laughs> bit. Oh, good, yeah. But um. Uh, like, like you were saying, you almost feel bad for him in the beginning, and it, it kind of made me feel like he was, like, so low down on, like, such, like, a depressing character that it almost made me feel like he wasn't gonna be the bad guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's a scene where the subway worker, like, puts a knife in his apron, and then goes up to talk to him and tells him to, like, back off the cashier girl at the, um, was it, a gas station or something? Yeah. And I thought the 
I thought the subway worker was going to end up killing him in like some kind. I of did too originally. TikToker. But then as soon as they pulled out the um, the lotto ticket, and he was like, "I want twenty thousand dollars." I was like, "Ooh, all right, <laughs> I know what's going to happen now." But I also think that the fact that he took a knife up there with him proves how he, who was in the military, thought this person could be dangerous. He's acting right. dangerous. He's stalking this girl, and he, you know, wanted to protect himself. I mean, it was to his detriment, obviously. But yeah. Um. Because at first, like, you weren't viewing this guy as, like, dangerous. You were viewing him as, like, a, just a lonely creep. Sad, sad yeah, that back. <laughs> sad sack. Uh, Rob, what's your number seven? Um, one second. I can't believe I deleted my list. That's crazy. Um, the stall was my number seven. Again, I don't think it was a bad, bad episode. It made me really want barbecue for you. <laughs> um... Yeah, there wasn't really much for me to say about this episode. The one thing I really did like is when she was tasting the wood, yeah. and I played like the different musical notes for like each that was different really cool. wood. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very cool like thing to add. Um, again, the guy who plays the antagonist, I think he does a pretty good job. Yeah, in that role. Yeah, and the brother who dies, I thought it was really funny how like his whole life has been about meat, and yeah. then she like <laughs> yeah makes gives him a bootleg DVD, and, and all of a sudden he's like. I'm a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a killer. <laughs> uh, my number seven, maybe another controversial thing. Um, episode ten, the hook, the season finale. Wow. Uh, I thought it did a great job of subverting our expectations with Ron Perlman's character. We, you know, thought he was the big bad of the season, and he really wasn't. He just wanted to, you know, work with her again. <laughs> He could have made that more clear. Uh, he could have like. made that more clear, and I think that maybe at first he did want to kill her for real, but you know, then he was like, "Time oh. changes things, yeah. and your perspective changes." Uh, Benjamin Bratt is great in this series, but he's sidelined so much. Uh, he really got to shine in this episode, which I appreciated. Uh, I just, I couldn't help but feel a little disappointed that the season wrapped up, leaving us in the same exact position mm-hmm. as season one started in. Yeah. Uh, I know they have to find ways for her to get involved with these murder mysteries for the show to continue. <laughs> I just wish it was, you know, not copy and paste the way that it is. Ooh, interesting. Uh, I thought that was a little disappointing. Um, but I did really love the scene with Natasha Leon and... Uh, her sister. Her sister. Very I'm good. I'm blanking on her name now. I can't but, remember either. Um, from the faculty, which I love. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a really great scene. And I'm excited to see more. It's interesting that you say that because I love the copy and paste. Um, I think that's what makes the show what it is. Mm-hmm. But as you know, I'm like a big fan of that type mm-hmm. of... Well, I watch Murder, Show every morning of my <coughs> life. So. I, I like what the show is, for sure. Clea Duvall's her I name. Do, yeah. and it was at the top of my head and I could not think of it. I just... I just wish that there was, like, another way to get her into that sort of situation. And then, oh, now another big bad is after her, and she's got to get on the road and run away again. But I like that every episode starts, and she's not, like, in fucking therapy, that she keeps finding dead bodies everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, every episode starts, and it's, like, fresh slate, and, you know, here we go into this other thing. And, like, it doesn't... Mm -hmm follow her i'm sure it follows her but it's not the point of it near the end of the season though we start to see how much it is weighing on her she starts you know really having these not like full-on breakdowns but she has these moments where she's like this has been awful i i feel awful all of this is bad so it she is feeling the weight from episode to episode but is that because she's running or because she's finding the bodies I to me it, it seemed she was sure dead after dead but body. to me it seemed more that she Falling had to be <laughs> had to be on the run as opposed to the body stuff but i mean i guess we'll never <laughs> what are we on next six uh six. was that the last one for number seven yep mm-hmm. okay then yeah, number six. I found my list by the way. Oh, <laughs> oh great! And I, I'm uh, very happy to relay that you both the past ones. I, yeah, I didn't mess it up. <laughs> I mixed them up. Well, since you found your list, do you want to go first yeah. with number six? Sure. Number six for me was the future of the sport. I think we pretty much already covered, you know, most of that episode. Um, I did like that one scene where 
I kind of want to go back, actually. Let me backtrack to where, you know how she had that, like, love thing with the yeah. weird hippie guy in the woods? And they didn't elaborate on that at all, and they just kind of, like, dangled that in front of you and then yanked it away and didn't give you anything else. They had kind of, like, a similar thing happen in this episode where they're, like, playing an arcade game, and he, like, he leans yeah, in for a kiss, and she's like, she's like, uh-uh, no, kid. Yeah. And I thought that at that moment they were, like, trying to show us, you know, the the makers of the show, they were trying to show us that, like, this show is not supposed to be about a love story between Charlie and somebody else. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be about her journey, you know, basically as a, a loner, a wanderer. And then that episode came about. <laughs> it's like, nope, yeah. he's just, you know, good to... But maybe that was also intentional, too, because that was earlier on. Not I mean, super early, but... Then maybe it was like shit. I've been on the run for a year. I'm yeah, kind of tired. That's of, the like, way not doing I read it. Also, yeah. was that she would she got to a certain point where she was just like, "Fuck it, uh, things aren't getting better. I'm still on the road." <laughs> right, or maybe she just wasn't attracted to this guy. So, who knows? yeah. Well, that hippie guy, he mm-hmm. did have some abs. So, <laughs> you gotta give him credit where credit's due. We're on number six. Yeah. Uh, number six for me is episode nine, "Escape from Shit Mountain." <laughs> Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was great in this episode. Oh my god! I yeah. love that he got to go full villain. It was so much fun. He was so shitty. <laughs> um, <laughs> Natasha Leon also. This was one of the episodes. This is like maybe the episode where we see her crumbling a bit, and then you know she's physically uh, and f- mentally. Yeah, physically and mentally. You know she's left for dead. She should be dead probably. Probably wish she was too uh, while she was in that hole. <laughs> there's there are several moments where she, her character Charlie is completely helpless because of yes. these injuries. She can't protect herself. And Natasha Leon in these scenes is so good at uh, conveying that fear. You feel the fear. You really feel the yeah. fear. And because uh, she's not superhuman, and I think that that's what like I don't know. A lot of shows like you feel like they know something, they have something, they can do something, and mm. she she just feels like a regular person who got stuck in something. So yeah. yeah. Totally get that. Absolutely. I, th- I think it's a very strong episode. It just didn't quite crack my top five. Interesting. Or you give us your number mm-hmm. six, I just wanted to say. I did love that one scene in Escape from Shit Mountain where she, like, slices off his ankle monitor. Mm-hmm. And he, like, he thinks he, you know, is going to get away scot-free with everything. He, like, put all the bodies in the hole or whatever. And he drives home. He makes it before his, I don't know, probate, probation yeah, yeah, parole officer was calling him and was able to get back. And then he sits down on the couch and he looks down at his ankle and he realizes, oh shit, my mom's gone. They, like, and that's how you do it. <laughs> or like, whatever. He's like, makes some kind of like <laughs> yeah. exclamation. Oh, and that, uh, that like look of defeat on his face, it's just like, it was so like, it was so good. It is. Um, my pick for six is Time of the Monkey, which I liked the episode. I love the episode. Um, I thought the plot was so good. I loved the idea of, like, two old ladies in a retirement home being the villains. Iconic. Um, I loved that Charlie really resonated so much with them until she found out that they were psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought it was really fun for her to be like, oh, I thought I liked you, yeah. but we don't have anything was, in common. I'm not like was also very good there. So that, good. The disappointment that she felt. In the disappointment, yes. In, in that, like, you know, I'm separate from you. I'm, I'm not like you. Um, Judith Light crawling up, <laughs> like, the <laughs> trellis or whatever, because she's supposed to be in a wheelchair. That is so funny. It was so iconic. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved that. I loved... I just loved that whole, uh, I guess, community in the mm-hmm. retirement home. It was fun seeing those side characters as well. That scene where they're tasing each other to like <laughs> oh, yeah. stop the <laughs> heart monitor yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It looked like it was like a stop motion or something the way <laughs> they edited it. It was so weird. Uh, so we're in the top five now. We are. Top five. That's right. Uh, I'm actually... What I have written in front of me, I'm going to flip my five and my four right now. Oh, I'm read them back. I'm feeling different. you heard it here first, yeah. folks. <laughs> flip or flop. <laughs> uh, so number five for me is going to be episode three, the stall. Uh, I thought it was a really great episode. Um, the Octa joke alone 
is good enough to get my top five. It was so funny. I like almost cried with laughter when I saw that DVD. <laughs> he comes out and he's like, what have I done? <laughs> uh, and the racist dog is also so fucking funny. Uh, I, I think it's a great episode. And up to this point, like the, the, watching the first four episodes... Uh, because they released the first four all at once, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I was like, holy shit, this is one of the best starts to a season that I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. Um, but yeah, it, it's great. The stall is my number five. Um, my number five is The Hook, which was the finale. Um, I liked it. I loved it. I thought the Benjamin Bratt stuff was so funny. The callbacks to... Um, What's that show? Burn Notice. Yeah. So funny. Um, I loved getting a taste of like what he was doing the entire time we've seen what Charlie was doing. We didn't see what he was doing. And this kind of like flashes back to him trying to find her, which I thought was really fun. Um, what you said earlier about him kind of like being a, a side character. I also thought that that was like intentional because like that's how he felt. Like he was second in command. He was like when he made that speech about like man's best friend and mm-hmm you know, being the person who backs up the other person. And uh, I really liked, I felt that that was kind of intentional as well. Mm. Like he just disappeared for a long time and then all of a sudden um, he was there and it was all about him. And that Mm. is how the the episode kind of, it went in that direction. That one scene where he tells her to get the gun out of the uh, glove compartment. Mm Mm-hmm. It seems like a risky play. Obviously, you know, with hindsight twenty twenty, he just wanted to get her fingerprints on the gun right. and make it easier for But that's such like a risky play. He yeah. Just like, obviously, he probably thought he knew her, and then she wouldn't do it. But I mean, for from a year on the run, you don't know what anybody's yeah. gonna do. I don't and know. She if did contemplate it. You could tell she really was there a bullet in it though. Have, have we confirmed that there was even a bullet in it? I think there was. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd have to watch it again. I don't know why she'd bother pointing it at him if there wasn't. But how would she know? I don't know. The revolver, you could see the, the oh. cylinders, right? I honestly don't remember. I'm not a gun gal. Um, it's me. No, it's you. Yeah. Okay. So my number five was Time of the Monkey. I thought it was a solid episode. When we first watched this episode, I thought, like you said, I thought this might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very fun. It's very like zany. Like Sherry said, where she's crawling up the vines <laughs> and everything, even though she's supposed to be in like a wheelchair. And um. There's just, like, a bunch of little things in the movie, like the creepy, perverted old guy who's, like, always making sexual jokes <laughs> when they're trying and to get... And nursing homes have that. I've worked <laughs> yeah. in several, and I can tell you that that is true. When they're trying to go to the bathroom, and there's, like, a line in where the old guy says, like, I gotta take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> there's just, there's so many, like, little funny moments. Yeah, Throughout this fun. whole season, they, they've yeah. got stuff like that, but this one really did a good job for me. Um... Going back to, like, when they were getting tased and it looked like it was in stop motion. There's a couple scenes throughout the season where I feel like this was done intentionally. I don't know if it was just to make it extra goofy or maybe to lighten the mood. Because, it, obviously, it's, like, a dark show. It's about people getting murdered and stuff. But um, I really enjoy those moments. They, like, they, they make me laugh, so. So we're in top four. We are. The final four. <laughs> uh... You want to start us off? Sure. Um, mine is the stall, which we've already talked about. Um, the only thing I want to bring up is something that we've seen throughout the series, but first stuck out to me in this episode was that Charlie is not superhuman. Like she is, mm-hmm. you see her talking to the murderer because we already know who the murderer is before she does because we always right. see the murder happen and then it backtracks or whatever. And she's always like, talking to them and you're like well you want to be like charlie you idiot like stop talking they're gonna know you know but this was like that that first time it really stuck out to me that she was just a regular person and she wasn't any smarter than the average person Mm -hmm. she has a gift but she she didn't pick up on the fact that you know this woman was involved with with the Mm -hmm. murder of her husband and stuff and um I like that because it really, that is the point of these types of shows. Like, same with, like, the murder hero and stuff like that. It's it's just a regular person mm-hmm. who happens to help out solving crimes. Uh, I thought the dog stuff was really funny. I really loved that the guy thought he was so clever with the, the recording. And um, I like how all of that kind of fell down at the end. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I thought that episode was really strong. Yeah. I also want to mention, because I forgot... Uh, when I was talking about the stall, um, the victim in this episode, 
I really liked him. Me too. And this was one. This was, was maybe bad. the first time in the series where I felt really bummed that this person had to like die. Really, because the uh, other two were pretty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Natalie. <laughs> yeah, Natalie. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, my number four, and I fucking hate that I have this lower than you guys. <clears throat> Absolutely fucking hate it because I love this episode, and now it kind of seems like I don't love it as much as I love it. Um. It's episode eight, the Orpheus syndrome. Oh. Um, I aesthetically, this was my favorite episode of the season. Natasha Leon directs this episode, and there's such like a tinge of horror throughout the thing, like from the shot compositions to things literally about like sci-fi horror, like B movies and stuff. Um, and the lighting, it's so so much of it is. Uh, like steeped in horror and I really liked it. Uh I also thought Nick Nolte was so great and heartbreaking in this episode. I wrote that down that the performance was I actually wrote Wowza. <laughs> <laughs> uh I wrote that he is it's the best performance by a guest star in the series. So. I also wrote Cherry Jones Chef's Kiss. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a fantastic episode. Uh, I initially had it at five, but I was like, no, I like it more than the other episode. And, you know, as the, some of these episodes we've seen more than once, and we've only yeah. seen Orpheus Syndrome one time. So I think maybe with more viewings, it could even move up higher for me. Mm. Uh, but I really loved it. Without spoiling, you haven't put Orpheus Syndrome on the list. Okay. Because you were just like. Yeah, I noticed that neither of you have okay. said it. <laughs> All right. You want to pick up next, Sherry? Sure. What are we on? Number uh, four. four? No, we did that because I said the stall. Um, Are you sure? No. Oh, maybe we're still on number four because that was your number four, right? The Orpheus Syndrome? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I told you to start. <laughs> my fault. Uh, my number four is also the Orpheus Syndrome. Oh, okay. I'm very glad Kurt went before me because I was about to put money down on him putting that as the number one. I almost did. I knew from I immediately, I knew Exit Stage Death was going to be yours, though. I absolutely knew it. You mean the the last one? The worst. Did I say yeah. the best? I meant the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that was going to be your number 10 because I just felt it in my bones. Mm-hmm. I was going to put money on number one for Kurt being the Orpheus Syndrome and number 10 for you being Exit Stage Death. <laughs> and I'm shocked that you didn't put Orpheus Syndrome as your number one. I feel like you wanted to, but you didn't want to cop out and put it as your number one. <laughs> That's not my favorite episode of the series so far. Okay. But um, uh, I like the episode. I don't think I liked it as much as you guys did because i could tell immediately after it you guys were like talking about how good it was and i kind of dogged it i was like yeah, it was all right <laughs> you guys were like you're out of your mind <laughs> but it's not your number I stand four by <laughs> it's still not my number four like i said every episode in this season is very good yeah. um it's heavily inspired you can tell by a lot of the shots in it um i just felt like the ending although fitting with how she jumps off the roof it seemed kind of like eh, kind of like lackluster it was fitting, obviously, because the guy she killed like looked at her and said, look at me, and then jumped off the roof or whatever. So I get what they were going for, but that ending didn't work for me as well. I did really like the scene where she was like tripping balls and like seeing mm-hmm. like their faces everywhere, the people that she killed. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so we're on number three. We are, top three. Top three. Can't wait to see what you guys... Uh have up here well i guess we know what that was so long ago maybe i've forgotten what it is um number three i have episode four rest in metal okay uh very it was very low on the list for me but very high for you interesting i I really love this episode so did i Um, (laughs) the the victim was such a lovable doofus character i adored him all he he just wanted to fucking rock and all he wanted in his life was to rock he idolized these people even though they only have one hit (laughs) he's so great the songs in the episode are bangers merch girl and sucker punch been stuck in my head for weeks crack i will never look at a staple again without thinking staple It's so fucking good. And when the guy, like, throws a stapler. Yeah. <laughs> and he just keeps going. Like, yes. It's so fucking funny. Uh, and there's also the scene when the lights uh, go out when they kill him. Yeah. And, like, the, that red light comes in. We talk, there were There's a lot of instances yeah. where red lighting is used in this series. 
and I loved it. But when you see Charlie at the merch stand, and then yes. it's just lit in red. So good. So good. And then, you know, Benjamin Bratt comes back at the end of the episode and starts chasing her around. Uh, it's fantastic. It's... These top three are pretty interchangeable for me. Like, in, you could ask me in a week opinion, and it might be different. Yeah, different. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but for now, it's the number three. I really love it. What about you, Rob? What's your number three? My number three, The Hook. Okay. Wow. That's way higher than I thought it would be for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, since it hasn't come up yet, the um, first episode and the last episode, pretty high on my list. I think the first episode is because like, maybe I'm looking at it through like rose tinted glasses because it's what kicked off this whole um, season. But I thought the hook was interesting because it really showed, you know, how far Charlie has come. When she finally gets caught, she's like just fed up. She's like, you know, whatever, just bring me yeah. in. I, I'm ready. You know, she's just ready to go. And then when he like makes her an offer because she thought he was just going to kill her. He makes her an offer to work for him. She gets up and walks away immediately. And then obviously we all know she's going to come back. Yeah. But just like, it it was very cool to see, you know, Charlie's, you know, full circle. Um, And also we got a little bit of backstory on Charlie, which was cool with her sister. Yeah. Yeah, Which we, we haven't gotten a lot of backstory on Charlie. It's been very, yeah, very bare bones. Now I'm curious about the dad. Cause they were talking about like, Oh, you Mm -hmm. know what happened with like the, you know, their dad and stuff. I'm like, but we don't know what happened with the dad. And she briefly, I think it might have been in Escape from Ship Mountain, where she talked about, like, in her final moments or whatever, she saw, like, herself in, like... Yeah, the, the vacation the, or whatever. Yeah, or... at, like, the, the lake resort or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, was that a happy memory? Oh, my God, is that my happiest memory? <laughs> right. <laughs> it just goes to show, like, how, like, dim or, like, how, you know, depressing her life probably has been, so... um. I really like getting the backstory about Charlie. Hopefully in season two we get more stuff like that. I would love to see that. And also, like, the build-up in the hook, you know, with him getting the fingerprints on the gun, it, it kind of, like, goes all the way back to the first episode, how it was, like, very... Everything was very well thought out. It was, like, engineered very well. It didn't seem like um, the future of the sport where, like, they had moments where it was just, like, very forced and yeah. didn't seem like it fit. I just feel like everything meshed together well with this episode. I I thought um, that vacation stuff was related to the coconut, no? Coconut? I thought that the memory that kept popping up into her head was because her dad was applying, like, coconut... Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, suntan lotion, and right, the yeah. guy was drinking coconut rum, right? The, that was from she the kept smelling the, Mountain, right? Yeah, yeah, she kept smelling yeah. the coconut. And that was the associ- association her brain was making, but she didn't make right, until right. the end. yeah. Um, where are we? Number three? Number two. Uh, yeah, number three. Yeah. Almost my, <laughs> my third is uh, Dead Man's Hand, which was the first yeah, episode. First episode. Wow. Adrian Brody, so good. Um, good. I thought that it was a great way to get us hooked. Like, the hook, huh? <laughs> um, but, like, her best friend being... It was so depressing. Like, her best friend was, like, a victim of domestic abuse and, like, was, you know getting the shit kicked out of her by her husband all the time and that isn't even what brings her down it's it's this and i want to go back and say that it's not that i didn't feel bad for this she's not like her situation isn't like front and center the way that the others are because this is episodes more about introducing charlie in the situation you know, I'm, i was teasing you. I, I know but uh these people don't know me <laughs> <laughs> um Honestly, it's it's hard because so many of these episodes I feel like are perfect episodes of television mm. and I feel like Dead Man's Hand is a perfect episode of television. Um, it's an episode that somebody who wouldn't continue watching the show could watch and enjoy. Um, you could show it to somebody who has no context of anything and they'd be like, yeah, this is, this is good. Um, I think Charlie is relatable enough likable enough but also completely imperfect which is nice um i think that it's interesting that she could use her her gift in a lot of ways to her benefit and she does not she just wants to be okay she like makes a little speech about that kind of like Mm -hmm. 
you know, she could be rich, she could whatever, but she's she's doing okay, and that's good enough for her. Her sister definitely made a speech about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's a fantastic episode. Uh, well, I'll just stick with it and say that <laughs> Dead Man's Hand is uh my second favorite episode. It's my number two. Okay. I think it's uh a perfect episode. I think it's the perfect setup for the series. Uh. Adrian Brody, as you said, was great. Benjamin Bratt was great here. Uh, Natasha Leon really like sold us on Charlie right away. Like you got a sense of who Charlie was as a person just from this episode alone. Uh, I think it's one of the best first episodes of any TV series yes. I've ever seen. Hundred um, percent. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite Ryan Johnson things, which is saying a lot because Ryan Johnson has made so much shit that I adore. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic episode and a fantastic way to kick off the series. It's my number two. Well, my number two is also Dead Man's Hand. <laughs> so I agree with pretty much everything you said. Uh, it was a very fun episode. A great, great kickoff to a season. Um, I don't know how they could have really done it any better. Um, yeah, obviously her friend dying was pretty sad. But I loved when she was like going through the tablet and she like saw like all the like dick pics. Dick pics. <laughs> and she was like, ew. <laughs> is it's just like dick cloud or something. Yeah. <laughs> she really gets dogged there. This whole thing, like in the uh, in the hook, she has like the little like penis ring or whatever. Yeah. She can't get off. She gets dogged left, right, and center this whole season. <laughs> but uh, I like Dead Man's Hand uh, again. Like just like the hook, I had these back to back. The hook was three. Dead Man's Hand number two. Um, I think they were well engineered. They were very well thought out. Nothing really seemed too out of place. Although I do agree with you on um, the hook that the ending was kind of lackluster. I wish they didn't mm. just do the whole same thing that happened at the beginning of the season yeah. at the end. But at the same time, I'm very happy to be in that situation because I love the show. And yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see more episodes of it. Um, did you already say your number two, Shiz? I did not. Um, my number two is the Orpheus syndrome. Um, when we watched that guy jump off the balcony or whatever, and then she goes to Nick Nolte's character and is like, please build me the bust of him because I really want to look him in the eyes and say goodbye. I remember like covering my mouth and being like, this bitch, I know what she's <laughs> doing. She needs like the access to the, mm -hmm. the computer. So she needed the thing that looked exactly like him. I remember being like, wow, that's good. <laughs> um, I thought her performance was so good because it wasn't, she wasn't just like a bad person all along. I mean, obviously she did something bad and was trying to cover it up. And of course, when something bad happens, yeah. when you try to cover it up, you, you let so many things happen. It's like, mm -hmm. what is a person willing to do to protect their reputation, their business, their livelihood? Um, and I, but I feel like at the end where she goes, like you said, where she goes through all of that and she's haunted by all of that, it kind of shows that she was, I don't want to say bothered by it, but it wasn't, it wasn't like she thought nothing of it. It, right. it, it did affect her. Mm -hmm. And in the end it got so in her head that she couldn't live with it. Um, um, Nick Nolte's performance was so good that I was like, this has to be top of the list. It's, it's just that good. That's a fantastic episode. He's great in the episode. Uh, so we're on to number one. We are? Uh, I guess we should let you go first since there's no <laughs> since surprise. <laughs> um, Escape from Ship Mountain. <laughs> I loved the plot. I loved, 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 loved Joseph Gordon-Levitt being like so bored with a life that is typically like I don't know, like, you guys aren't really on TikTok the way, but, like, the things that he was doing are, like, what influencers post that they do all the Like, he was mm -hmm. living an ideal life compared to, like, you know, like, what some people would want. And he was so bored. He couldn't leave the house. Like, he couldn't do all this stuff. And But it's so hard to feel sorry for him because he's such a shit. And, like, every time the delivery guy comes and he, like, <laughs> yeah, would take away the tip, like... Uh, and like you just you're not rooting for him at all like you did not feel sorry for him at any point even mm -hmm. in the beginning when he was like yeah. you know on house arrest he just he he starts off at, like being super shitty and he just gets worse and worse, worse throughout and the worse. episode the lighting was so good in this episode i loved 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 so much of the lighting i loved the way he could 
manipulate everything in his life from the time he was young until now, but couldn't couldn't make it. Like in the end, Charlie beats him. Not because she's superwoman or anything, but she makes that one decision to cut that ankle bracelet off because she's like, I'm taking that with me. Like I need to be found essentially. Like I feel like that's a thing women would do. It's like I have to be found if I'm gonna be shoved back in this hole. Um I thought the friend thing was really cool. Like he he acted like he needed him up until a certain point and then once he realized he was no longer going to be valuable to him he's like I, you're disposable, disposable completely yeah. shoot you in the head you're gone um i liked the the non-friend what was her name morty marty something like that <laughs> she like gave her a nickname because it was morty yeah 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 um or mortimer because it was like the credit card yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah um and she was totally out for herself. She, I feel like she absolutely would have taken that car and left and never said anything she, about yeah, she, she would have been was. totally fine with that. And I, lo I loved when Joseph Gordon-Levitt killed her right there. I, I, I did too. I'm not saying she deserved it. No, no, no. But no. I just loved that he like really leaned into being a villain in that moment. He leaned so far into being a villain, but I was disappointed because she seemed like a person who would be smarter than that. Right. Like, I feel like she got so caught up in the moment of like, ooh, I get to have this that like... I feel like her 10 minutes ago wouldn't have made that mistake. Yeah, she seemed too complacent. Y yes, it was like, all right, don't worry. Like, I have the stuff on my phone, so if I have to release it, I will, but otherwise I'm not a problem. And uh, to me, that seemed... <laughs> that was a foolish thing to do. But um, I loved all of the stuff with, like, the past... You know, the the girl, Chloe, or whatever, the uh, snowboarder, skateboarder, yeah. whatever, that was missing. Snowboarder, um, skateboarder. <laughs> whatever she was. Um, well, I guess it's called Shit Mountain, so it's got to be a snowboarder. <laughs> Um, I liked that the friend all along didn't realize that it was murder. Like, he really mm. believed his friend. That and, was an accident. And there was no indication that he, like, didn't believe that it was true. Like, he yeah. seemed genuinely shocked by the fact that, like, oh, really? Like, mm. what did you say? That you guys had an argument and you killed her? Okay. Um, yeah, that, I just, I... I thought this episode could have been a movie and I would have watched that movie. Uh, you want to go? You want me to go? Or do you want to play this? Either or. We need rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Should we? No, you go. <laughs> uh, my number one episode, you guys had pretty low, uh, is episode two, The Night Shift. I knew it. That's I, your number yeah. one? It's my number one episode. I was looking through the list and I was like, what has he not said yet? And I was like, yeah. the night shift? Is he yeah. out of his fucking mind? <laughs> I know what your number one is to uh, process. That is so fascinating but, because uh, all along the season, I feel like we talked about how that was not as strong. Like, well, I mean, I guess I like, think you and Rob talked about it. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Be, I was saving okay. it for this very fucking moment. Okay. Uh, I actually didn't know that this was my favorite episode until last night when I was making my ranking. Okay. Uh, but I just really got to think about it. I think it's the best villain performance, best villain performance, performance yes. of yeah. the series. Hands down. It's fantastic. Shout out uh, to yeah, Colton Ryan. Colton Ryan. You feel, up to a certain point, you feel sympathetic for him almost. Yes. And uh, the scene on the roof where he kills the guy, mm -hmm. it, it's so brilliant in the way it builds suspense and twists your expectations over and over again. And then it ends up, it, it ends with what you think is going to end with initially, but it twists you so many times on that roof that you're like, what the fuck is going to happen? It's very suspenseful. Uh, Hong Chao, Academy Award nominee Hong Chao, uh, is so funny in the episode. Uh, the scene in the bathroom where she farts. Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> and Charlie looks at her and she's like, that's what happens in here. <laughs> it's so funny. It's one of the funniest moments of the entire series. It is series, very funny. Uh... I loved the ending when he's on the roof and the cop cars are pulling up and he's just drinking his fucking cheap beer and knowing that he's going down. I think it's it's so it's such a great ending. It's such a great shot too. I yeah, love that shot. Great shot. Um because there's and, nothing in the background because it's New Mexico. <laughs> I think the moment uh in the episode that made this my number one. I mean, it's, it was such a memorable moment. It stood out to me the entire season was when the owner of the mechanic shop, uh, he's like, the the killer is trying to say, hey, they're wrong, I didn't do this, blah, 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 making excuse after excuse, as he's done all episode about his entire life. 
and the guy just turns off his hearing yeah. aid to tune him out and walks away. Is it? You see, yeah. you see him in the background, like pleading his case, but the guy's just fed up and doesn't care anymore. And I thought it was such a powerful moment. I really loved it. Really loved the episode. Uh, I also I, love how he knew that he had done it. Yeah, because of, yeah, like Charlie, well, you know, was asking the questions, like, "Can yeah. I look at the?" Mm-hmm. He knew, and mm-hmm. that's why he went to her car when she was going to leave yeah. and fixed it because he knew that he had fucked mm-hmm. with it so that she would get hurt. Yeah, and he fixed it, and I loved that. I thought that was so 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 mm-hmm. good when he came back and he he told and he told him, "Yeah, I fixed it because yeah. somehow this happened." Yeah, yeah. I really like it's it. It's fantastic. It it's my favorite episode of the series like i said the top three for me are interchangeable but uh there are so many great moments in this episode I had to give it a shout at number one well this is gonna come as a shock to at least sherry <laughs> it is a shock <laughs> to me i will say yeah, yeah. it's a shock to the drummer in the episode <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good yeah. uh, my number one is rest in metal uh, i thought this episode was so goofy that I loved it, like how the they put the the amp that they used to set up the stuff to kill the guy on, on eBay. eBay. <laughs> and she's it is what desperate people would do. It's so it's, true. It's yeah, it, these people are so believable because you could see something like this actually happening. Like it's very real. Like some of these scenarios, it reads more like a murder she wrote story or something. But like this one, it seems like you can actually see people doing this. There is an episode of Murder She Wrote where they electrocute someone in a band. Wow. So it does happen. Um, <laughs> what's her name? Chloe Seventy. I don't know how to pronounce Chloe her last name. Sivon. She was so good in this role, and I know she's very good friends with Natasha Leone. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yes, and I feel like she had such a what's the word I'm looking for? Like she's an icon, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I feel like she is a real actor. Like you did not get any sense of like. This is a superstar mm. acting in like a. Yeah. I don't want to say low budget because they had a humongous uh, amount of guest stars. She absolutely yeah, committed yeah. to the so, character. Yes, yeah. she committed. She was so believable. Um, her looking so depressed, working at like the Home Depot or whatever, and then like <laughs> just walking out to Charlie and being like, mm-hmm. "Are you gonna help us out with this like merch thing or not?" Yeah. And like, not really caring what the answer. Like, she just had no. You felt like the hopelessness, and the the desperation from her. Like you could really feel it. Um, and I feel like when Ga- Gavin, right? That's yeah, the Gavin. kid's name. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when he got involved with them, it was like, it was such a contrast that it was even more so. Like his giddiness and like excitedness. Mm-hmm. and it, They're all washed up and he's like still, he yeah, could rise up. Yeah. Right. But I feel like it was such a contrast that it like fits so well with making her seem more of a loser, to be yeah. honest. And I thought that was really nice. I think Kurt already said it, but when... That guy's like listening to Staplehead and he grabs the stapler and throws it at his head. So fucking funny. And then he like steals her scream and she turns around and she's like, Don't you ever steal my fucking scream? Yeah. <laughs> like punches him in the mouth. It's just, it's just such a goofy episode. And they're like at a Chili's or something and he wrote down like yes. all this stuff on the napkin. And no, it was like she when she was trying to figure out the, the, murder or whatever and it was just like all the stuff on the bed and it was yeah. like she's like all the putting the, the lyrics background. together and it was like the back of like a you know hot sauce packet yeah. like, it was like all the lyrics of the song it's just such a goofy episode so it was goofy. very fun i really enjoyed it and the ending is also great that this sitcom yeah. that he's been watching yeah it ends up that he fucking copyrighted the whole thing. like he like stole it he plagiarized mm-hmm. the whole thing and you know they were using this song and they get dogged for it it's it's so funny it's such a clever ending to the episode for them so you know they're signing the contracts not only signing the contracts they're signing the contracts with complete confidence there is they all did something horrible and they know they did something horrible and it's almost like they've been able to completely erase that and Mm -hmm. be like this is our time we did this because we are more important than this human being's Mm -hmm. life and like she has the makeup and everything and it's like She's a washed up, mm-hmm. you know, old metal star. So I really liked that it was, you know, they were feeling like that this was worth it. This is all worth it. And this yeah. is our time. And the guy comes in and he's like, yeah, we're not going to sign you. You guys are <laughs> I think this episode, if I just had to choose one episode to watch at random in the series without, you know, binging them all or anything, 
this would probably be the one that I put on just because it is such a fun episode. Mm. And throughout this season, uh, I kept thinking of this as my favorite episode for that reason. Like, it's such, like, a comfort episode in a way for me. Yeah, I would uh, say. Uh, like I said, interchangeable, my top three. It, it's a fantastic episode. How and funny that our, our top tens were so different, though. Yeah, for the most part, they were. I'm, I'm kind of glad because uh, Dead Man's Hand, that was a... The pilot, yeah. yeah. It's such a great episode. It was hard for me not to put that I, as number I'm, one. I'm I thought it was a cop-out. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad none of us put it at number one. Yeah, I fe- also felt like it was kind of a cop-out to put it number one. <laughs> I thought about it. Not gonna lie. I did, no, I did too, because I was like, it was perfect. But So I feel like we need to grade the series as a whole. Series mm-hmm. as a whole. We yeah. usually do a five-star rating. Yeah, we do, yeah. yeah. I listen to your podcast. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will go first. Um, I think it's a five out of five. I think this is the perfect season of television. Um, I don't think any qualm I had with anything is enough to take away from the fact that it was extremely well acted, well directed, well written. Every like now and then there was something like that, you know, that episode with the race car or whatever, where like there was that bullshit. (laughs) That is such a small amount of the series that like I don't even, I think it's a perfect season of television. I give it a four out of five. Wow. That was lower than I would have thought. I, Me too. I think it's fantastic. I think there are such high highs. I do think this is so far my favorite show of the year. Um, well, I know we, we just finished the last of us. <laughs> well, well, two shows are already over. <laughs> yeah, I think you gave it a uh, two. This is I gave the last of us. I can't remember if I gave it a 3.5 or a 4. I thought you all gave it a 4. Was, yeah, I think remember we You did. all had an unit. Mark gave every episode like a yeah. 2 except for 1. He's like <laughs> 4. Uh, but I. I feel this is a stronger four than that one is. That one was leaning 3.5 for me. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a very solid four. The highs in this show are worthy of fives, I think. It just, it hits, it hits a lull for me, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. Time of the Monkey was episode five, and I liked it, but didn't love it. Ooh, but I did. Um, episode six was my, ni- was ninth on my list. Episode seventh was tenth on my list. So it kind of hits a lull for like three straight weeks where it yeah. didn't necessarily take me out, but I feel like it uh, wasn't living up to uh, how great it was before. Mm-hmm. Interesting. My list just doesn't look like that. So, Robert? Um, I'm going to preface this by saying that I gave The Last of Us a 4.0. Yeah. Uh, I gave Poker Face a 4.5, and the only reason it doesn't get a 5 is for very like nitpicky reasons, like you mentioned with that one part in... Uh, Episode five was it? Future of the uh, seven. Episode seven. Episode yeah. seven. Sorry, yeah. like the little stuff like that. Um, I mean, still great season. Uh, wonderful thing to watch. I would recommend this to basically everybody. I can right. imagine it, it fits everybody, no matter what they like. Like The Last of Us, I could see. Like I won't watch that. Yes, people <laughs> wouldn't be interested in it, but like this show, I could see pretty much the general audience is gonna enjoy it. Uh, I do kind of agree with Kurt that. Like, in the middle of the season, there's kind of, like, a, you know, a downward trend in terms of quality. But I feel like, what's the name of the guy that's, like, tracking her down the whole time? Benjamin and Brad's character. Right. Is I feel Hank? like... No. The episodes where he plays no involvement is, like, right when that lull is happening, pretty much, right? Yes. So it's, like, the sense of urgency is kind of taken away in that whole, like, it's basically, like, you kind of forget about the situation she's in, and it's more just, like, a week-to-week, like, mystery solve. Um, and I mean, they're all great episodes. Still, I just feel like Cliff. that was Cliff. Cliff, where the fuck did I get Hank? Who's I Hank? Don't know. Hank fucking heel. <laughs> okay. And um, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it's a very solid season of television. I would recommend it to pretty much everybody. Cannot wait for season two. Hopefully, they you know keep stick up. with the formula. Yeah, stick with the formula. They make it as good as the last season. So. I feel like the fact that it follows a formula is why it's successful. Hmm. Like, it did not try to go from, you know, A to Z. Like, it it was just like, this is how we do it, and this is how it goes. And I feel, yeah, some episodes were stronger than others, but but barely. Hmm. Like, my my least favorite episode and my favorite episode are so close together, really. Well, mine aren't. I agree that... Uh, there's a very specific formula. Yeah. And, it's like, uh, my it's favorite good. show 
is Psych, as you know, yeah. which follows a very specific formula each episode. I love Monk, same thing. Murder, She Wrote, same thing. What's <laughs> just, <laughs> my My thing is, and I mentioned it earlier, I do love the formula. I just want there to be a different reason for the formula than what we got at the end of the season. Uh, I don't want her to be on the road for the same exact reason as she was. I feel like maybe there's a way that they can... Make me happy and make you guys happy too. <laughs> Maybe they'll just blow us away in the first episode of season two. She'll, you know, resolve this whole issue yeah, with the other maybe. mafia family. What is it? The five families they call yeah. it? Yeah. It's and like, then, I'm only hearing about one family. Where's the rest of them? Right. <laughs> I, I would love for it to not just be the same exact scenario for season two. But I do love that they they pretty much tell you that it's going to be more of the same thing. Where she's like, you know, a loner traveling around, yeah. meeting new people. And she's and, happy doing that. Yeah. Like, she, she, of course, she didn't want to be running, but, like, like she said, I'm good at it. Right. When the lady's like, oh, do you think you can do this, whatever, she's like, I'm good at it. And it's true. She is good at it, and she finds her way. Like, we never see her where she's like, how can I continue on? Like, she's mm. doing well every time we see her. She finds a job. She finds a tribe. She's you know, fine people. sleeping in her car, washing with <laughs> for a couple bucks. You know, she's a, she's a survivor. She's a hustler. <laughs> Vagabond. <laughs> uh, I really like season one. Can't wait for season two. I'm excited to see which guest stars we get in season two. Yeah. Because oh season my one god! Was yeah. yeah, it was that... stacked. I didn't expect it to be every that episode. Crazy. Yeah, well, it seems like everybody wants to work with Ryan Johnson in some capacity. If you look at like Knives Out and Glass Onion and things like that, it's just everybody wants to work with this guy. So bring it on. Well, that wouldn't be the case if he wasn't someone worth working for. So. Well, I guess what are you, Alan? Has a lot of people who want to work. Maybe <laughs> I'll take it back. All right. Well, I guess that pretty much wraps up the entirety of season one of Poker Face. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can catch it on a uh, Peacock, <laughs> owned by NBC. <laughs> uh, Where there will be a new Monk movie. There will be a new Monk movie. <laughs> Should we start like breaking news? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, wow. yeah, he doesn't like Monk. Thanks. I think Monk's boring. He's in a funk. <laughs> don't like Monk. I I respect you know that you love it, and I I don't think the actor does. Tony Shalhoub award winning the actor. I just think the actor. I just think the show itself and the concept is kind of boring. You know what? Psych, like Psych, I love Psych. I could watch it any day, every day. And we do Monk. <laughs> I would rather go to sleep. Wow, it, it hurts. Yeah. It does hurt. Yeah. <laughs> He's the guy. <laughs> It's like, I didn't say it, he did. No, he's referencing Monk, which you wouldn't know, because you think it's boring. Like after that. Yeah. Ooh. I think it's time. <laughs> well, next week we have Shazam 2. Shazam 2. And I think we're going to start watching Yellow Jacket. Ooh. I, I think we've... that was... I don't, yeah, I don't think we've confirmed, but yeah. I think that's what it's we're on the table. To. Yeah. It's on the table. I think that's what we're looking Maybe I'll watch it. Yellow Jackets. Maybe you, it'll you be Advent 3 plus then, yeah. <laughs> Because I love Christina Ricci would die for her. Melanie Linsky also would die for her. So well, maybe they'll die in a star, and then they don't because that's. <laughs> you haven't seen season two. <laughs> maybe they die in season two. It no. Maybe their past comes back to haunt them when they start dying. I just love how offended she was. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you catch us on Monday for Shazam Two. Shazam. Somebody should, somebody should do this thing where they're like, Shazam! <laughs> like you and Laura did last night. <laughs> hey, it was just me. <laughs> Sherry, say Shazam. Shazam! <laughs> hey guys, be sure to follow us on social media. We are at Admit3Pod on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram.